More Important Issues is brought to you by our sponsors, Tennessee Tap House, Hound Dogs, and Blue Water Climate Control. Here's a quick word from our good friends at Blue Water Climate Control. People always ask, where did we get the name Blue Water Climate Control? When a Navy ship casts off lines, exits the harbor, and loses sight of land, that's blue water sailing. It takes a team of people to do that tireless work, focus, and attention to detail. So much of starting a business is just like that. After it's done, you get filled with deep satisfaction for accomplishing something. And it's quickly followed by, now the real work begins. We're Blue Water Climate Control. Balls are back. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. made up my mind, I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Yeah! What is up, everybody? Good evening. It is Wednesday, July 7th. We're back for another episode of More Important Issues. It's also Landon's anniversary. Congratulations, Landon. I uh, I think congratulations. I think most people would agree. Congratulations. Um, some people may be more miserable than others in their marriage, so maybe they would disagree. But congrats. Thanks, Big statistics. Man. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate it. Um, I guess more. I guess congrats to me. More just like, what are you doing to her? <laughs> um, yeah, it's good. We went a Mexican. I guess we're gonna celebrate it this weekend because in the middle of the week, it's just. The show must go on. Dude, I was about to say, uh, you, can't, you can't skip the show. Landon told me, said, hey, Wednesday's my anniversary. Don't forget. I said, yep. Tell her to suck it up. We've got a show to do. I'm just kidding. Um, just kidding. We're uh, More important issues actually buying dinner this weekend, I heard. so. There you go. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that's what I, That's the rumor I heard. Uh, so congratulations to Landon and Raven on uh, five years, right? Yeah. Four. Four. Sorry. Four. Four. Come on, dude. Way ahead. I'm way ahead of myself. <laughs> Sorry. Not that um, old. Not that old. We do have a great episode for you guys on this Wednesday edition, uh, talking some baseball, of course, some football recruiting commits, as well as some basketball stuff, too. Um, getting into a little bit more football. And then, of course, what's trending for our segments and stupidity is an epidemic. Let's start it right off. Let's start off early. I saw some questions on some, some things on Twitter regarding a Tony Vitello extension. When's it happening? I mean, is he even in town right now? He may be out recruiting pretty hard. Can he even sign the dotted line? I hope it's coming soon. I don't know. Any new developments? Uh, no, I know he was out of town. He was in Atlanta doing some recruiting, um, and I think in New Orleans as well. So um, apparently he's back. So I'm just like, dude, what's taking so long? I mean, I, th th there's got to be frustration. And I don't know if there's frustration from him or Daniel or – whatever but from a fan aspect there's frustration because you want to get this done i mean we thought we were waiting on you know lsu to to finally hire their coach and we're like okay we're safe 
get this deal done and let's let's get the show on the road. But yeah, it just it's kind of come to a little slowdown, I guess, a little halt. Yeah, and I don't like. I mean, I'm 100 percent with you in the sense of like it, it is frustrating from a fan perspective because thought once I got back from Omaha that like we I think everyone's assumption was like the deal's everything but final, like officially unofficial. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there, I definitely am with you in the sense of like that's it's frustrating for fans to watch from the outside. I, I hope there's been talks, and I, I mean, I think there has been talks of that. I don't know if maybe you know do they? I don't know how it all works. Does Tony Vitello want it in writing about the the facility upgrades? Um, is he working on more than just his contract? Is he working on some assistance contract? And that's taken some time. And uh, you know, is that? I don't know where the concern is. And I went back to it, you know, going back to Rick Barnes extension uh, just last week. It's like, it just seems so out of touch. Not that I'm complaining about Rick Barnes getting an extension. It's just like you have, I don't know if pressing is the right word, but you have more, what we think more important issues to be handling. Um, and I think that, I think, yeah, I think that's where the frustration from the fans, from my perspective sets in because I, I, I got to think, I mean, there's ha- if if he does mess this up, if Danny White messes this up, this is just a Tennessee problem. There's there's no one that's going to be able to fix it. Um, we should all just accept that we are living in um, a constant state. I don't even know if it's purgatory. It's just hell. Like we're in hell if if, if this deal doesn't get done get done. If it's what just an experiment. Another, definitely, it, there's some kind of um, government CIA operate uh, operation to see how much the human mind can take. We are they're they're finding out their the next ways uh, the next form of torture to take to Guantanamo Bay, and we are the lab rats for that. The maze runner. Yeah, this is yeah. It, it should be an easy deal. Um, it, but we talked about like going in and hiring a guy. It's like, you're not doing that. You're just trying to do your best to keep the guy around. It also kind of makes you wonder how serious LSU. You know, because we were all and I'm not saying I mean I'm sure Tony Botello was at least on LSU's radar. But it is make me kind of wonder how serious, if any, if like he may really not, like even the agent may not have talked to LSU if you weren't in a rush to get this deal done. Yeah. Um, I, I just think another frustrating part for me is you were so quick to hire a football coach. Um, and, and then you're like, hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, like, like as soon as we hired him, it seems like he went and hired his guy from UCF. I don't know what the um, days are. It felt like it took forever to hire the guy that you were going to get the whole time. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's part of it too. It, and he probably did it like the next day. He probably went and just like, Hey, good point. this is what we're doing. Um, and then the Rick Barnes thing, like you just said, like you said, it was just a weird time to bring that up when, when you felt like Tony Vitello was what you needed to get done first before talking to Rick Barnes about another extension when, I mean, what? Why? Yeah, why is a is a uh, and, and like you said again, question. it's not that I don't want Rick Barnes to have an extension. I just don't understand like why is that being brought up when you're when you're supposed to be uh, getting this deal done with Tony Botello? I don't know. Weird. It, timing's everything, isn't it? And, and it. You, again, you just kind of hope you turn the corner. I, I hope what Butch, you know, if this athletic department's truly dragging their feet on it, I hope it's more of just like a got to find a lot of some stuff because it, hopefully it's just like, hey, listen, it's it's more than Tony Botello's money. It's also we're talking about assistant contracts, we're talking about the stadium. Like hopefully that is just like cross our T's, dotting our eyes, getting to get this thing finished. 
uh, hope that's the situation because if it's true that they're just dragging their feet on this and that someone called Butch Jones and was like, hey, we respect the hell out of you, then I've lost full faith. Um, the little bit of faith I have left in the Tennessee Athletic Department if either of the things I stated are true. Yeah, I just feel like there there should maybe be a fire under Danny White's butt to, to get this deal done because, th- I mean, this is the first – this baseball program gave this fan base something to cheer about for the first time since Grant and Admiral were on campus. Um, and, 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 I, and something to really buy into and, and really care about. And I'll say this. Um, and, and, well, you know what sucks is it only hurts. like Because what, what sucks about the baseball program, too, is, is the – the athletic department didn't make this season special for them. Like, like they are all on, you know, their 11.7 scholarships still there. Their facilities are what they are. The fans, the fans and the baseball players are what made this season special. The fans coming out to the games when it got to a hundred percent capacity, the baseball players just doing their thing and, and, you know, um, competing for an sec title, winning the East, going to Omaha, what they did in super regional and, and regional, like they're what made it special. So, you know, I, but the athletic department now is they're probably going to raise the season ticket price. They're going to they, – oh, you're not just going to get calls about basketball and football season tickets now. You're going to get calls about baseball season tickets. Well, they need to pony up and pay the guy. Pony up and pay the assistants. Pony up and – and a lot of people are, you know, saying, well, you know, if donors were given to the baseball program, you know, before this. Well, that's the athletic department's job to fundraise for that. And they're, it's it's not the fans' fault. It's, it's not even, you know, the coach's fault necessarily that – the, the, the facility hadn't been upgraded. That's the athletic director. And I know this athletic director just got here. So this isn't like just a Danny White problem. I'm just kind of like putting this on everything that's happened in the past. It's their job. Like they should have been the ones doing this a long time ago. The SEC is just as much a baseball conference as they are a football conference. When you look at how they compete on the national stage, they, this should have been addressed a long, long time ago. And now they're fighting an uphill battle. And, and if they start turning around and rolling down the hill, that it's just on them. It's on Danny White at that point. Like they, they need to put their, you know, really, you know, pull themselves up by the bootstraps and figure this out in a hurry because you, it shouldn't be, you shouldn't be digging, your, you shouldn't be digging yourself a hole right now. You, you, there's no reason to. Tony Vitello is giving you a freaking ladder to get out. Start climbing it and get to work. Yep. Do whatever it takes, whatever it takes to keep that man. I mean, as soon as he got back from, from Omaha, he should have been, there should have been a, a piece of paper and a <laughs> pen what, well, yeah, waiting for him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mitzi Ferval said, in my opinion, uh, if it's out because he's out recruiting, they should probably say that. Hey, listen, I, if I'm if I'm Danny White, I would be leaking it to everyone, which I think he may have. I mentioned this last week. I think he may throw – maybe had thrown that little nibble out there that he's going to be the highest paid coaching – or one of the highest paid baseball coaches in the country. So I, Danny White may have played that card. I will say that. Swain did uh, tweet out that he had heard that there's a deal in place to make him the highest paid – one of the highest paid baseball coaches in the country. So I did mention that. Yeah. And duh. Yeah, it's should. easy choice. Yeah, you should. I mean, he's in the SEC and he just made it to Omaha. Absolutely. should be one of the highest paid coaches in college baseball. Absolutely. And if if you really want that commitment to the baseball program, if you really want to keep winning, um, keep that fire lit. Uh, yeah. That, that, but that's it. You don't, if you like football, you're trying to find a way to start a fire. You just have to keep this one lit, and that's a hell of a lot easier to keep a fire lit than to than to start one. Throw some more wood on it, man. Coming from a guy who can't start a fire to save his life, like you could put me in the free, you could put me in the freaking, I don't know, is L.A. under? I'm sure they're always under like fire warnings. Um, you could put me out there, and no chance I start a fire. I'm not that guy. 
Yeah, and the football program is more like trying to start a fire in like the LSU game in in 2018. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I've been on the, I've been on those camping trips too, and it's it's a little bit harder at was DC. That, Vol- that was 2017. 2017. Yeah. DC Vol Girl said it's not about money. I, I agree. The delay is about agreement over facility upgrades. I I agree, but I, I think that's part of it. I think, but at the same time, it's just again coming back into the fan perspective because we're fans and we're just seeing this from the outside in. You had the Rick Barnes. It just it, timing is everything. Timing yep. is everything. The Rick Barnes extension might have. I don't know. It, timing is everything. I agree. I'm, I'm sure it's, it is. I'm sure a lot of it, like the the nitty gritty stuff, is um, about facility upgrades. But and, and it, again, I think that assist, comes with money. <laughs> yeah, and I think the assistant coaching salary pool is is very very important as well right now mm-hmm. in the in the talks. So I don't disagree, but I'm just giving you this from the perspective of of. I don't know. It's just, we'll see. We'll see what happens. And I think, I don't know. We'll see. I'm giving, I'm giving Danny White a chance. I'm just saying if this happens, how yeah, often can we That's not it. sign the extension and then later on put the facility upgrades and stuff in there? I, you see, our facility, like what contract says we're going to upgrade the baseball facility like or the football facility, anything? Is that ever written into a contract? Right, yeah. How How is that? written because i mean i'm sure there's a lot more than there's a lot more to it than just danny wyatt saying we're going to give this amount of money to build this stadium it's probably codes and you know government whatever um that has to go into that there's a lot more to it than just danny wyatt giving the okay yeah i think yeah i think there's god i mean i I mean there's potentially going to be road closings and stuff like that so i know that has to do with probably the city um so, yeah, there's a lot more to it than just probably Danny White, but I, I don't understand why you can't just like, hey, here's your extension. This is the amount – I guess this is the amount we're going to put into the baseball program. This is your budget. Now we got to make it into something. Yeah, and, and there is so hard. Uh, yeah, and then there, there's also – I mean, you do have to fundraise for it. Um, but it sounds uh, – from everything that was kind of going on the, the last half of the season there, sounds like Danny White has been on the phone and, and calling the right people and – um, you know, I have Vitello set up his lemonade stand again. Yeah, I'll I'll buy some lemonade. Yeah. I'll do that. No problem. No questions asked. Uh, I, I do expect it to be inked soon. Um, I, like you like you mentioned, I think there's definitely. I it seems like Tony. I'll tell you this. I think I, Tony Vitello is here. Um, if he had left, he probably would have already left. He's been out on the road recruiting, so I I don't think that's a con- that's not my concern. My concern is just like make the right decision like or do the right things. And it's not a Danny White problem necessarily. It's just a Tennessee of the past problem. I just hope that we aren't heading down that road again. That's all I'm asking. Don't well, head down that road let's again. Let's get it done sooner rather than later. That'd be great for everybody. It, exactly. It'd put a lot of people's mind at ease if you just go ahead and get it done. 100%. All right. Anything else for baseball? Or Tony Vitello, if you just want to talk about him. Love that guy. Big, big Vitello guy. Big Vitale. I actually watched Kivitz uh, rant in Omaha today again. Oh, did you just get amped up? Yeah, sure? I got definitely got amped up. Definitely got teary out a little bit too. I know. Like, rip it, rip in peace. He's still alive. <laughs> I want to clarify that. <laughs> but rip in peace. We get a give a moment of silence for Kiv real quick. Yeah, we do need to play like the I don't know maybe like the bagpipes. The amazing go. Grace bagpipes just to remember Ross. He would he would love that. Yeah, the goat. Um, Chili's I, did, hot. I did promise him that we were going to talk some Houston baseball this year. Um, I know we're a Tennessee pod, but we're also a Ross Kibbit pod. So, 
Yeah, I'm also <laughs> waiting on him to s- send us some gear, man. Yeah, he's I mean, paid. Yeah, he's paid now. <laughs> yeah, he's got tons of money. This yeah. uh and you know his his name's flowing out there. He can cash in on that NLI too, right? Yeah, 100%. He should be. He should be. I want to talk about that too. Uh, I guess we can get out of that kind of talking about recruiting. I don't, I don't know. I want to get ahead of myself. But, yeah, don't let me forget. I want to talk about NIL. NIL. NLI. Okay. NIL. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Nil. Which is not the amount of money they'll be receiving. They'll be receiving some of them, some of them a lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll get into it in a second. Well, so let's talk <laughs> recruiting. <'cause that's, laughs> yeah. Roll right in. Recruiting. So Tennessee got some commitments. So we've been off for like a week. Um, we had the. I know. I know. I can't remember exactly what we've talked about. We've been. So I, so I know weird. we haven't got any of the recruits that we got in the last week. So that's good. So we can talk about all that. Um, I don't know if these are in order, but I'm going to kind of go in what I thought was order. Yeah. Jordan Phillips commit, the three star defensive lineman from uh, Ocoee, Florida. He has a really good offer list um, that included Tennessee, Maryland. Auburn, Florida. Um, there's some others. Hold on. Georgia Tech, Georgia, uh, Miami, Michigan, Missouri, Ole Miss. Pretty dang good offer list. Jordan Phillips, the three star um, defensive lineman. And, uh, oh, wrong one. He actually got. I think this is big, too, because, you know, you get a defensive lineman. And the two that you brought in last class are now out of here. Yeah, Catron Evans, Isaac Washington, both are uh, have entered the transfer portal. I don't know if they've found homes yet or not, but um, not going to be here uh, in on the Rocky Top for the fall. So I think it's big to kind of build up on that defensive lineman just because you kind of missed out on a class um, with with that group. So. I think that's big. The next one you got was three-star offensive lineman Masai Reddick. His um, he's a big kid, six three, around three hundred pounds from Detroit, Michigan. Um, the offer list isn't anything to really write home about, but I did listen to his interview. I think it was with Austin Price. Um, and dude, it was like I was super impressed just listening to him. He's super intelligent, just knowledgeable, just carried himself well. So I, I don't know if that has anything to do with him, his ability to play football, but it was something <laughs> I was like, okay, you know, this kid can talk, maybe make some money on his NIL down the road. Um, and he also scored a, a big man touchdown last season. So that's something. I think we had talked about that, actually. I mean, this is, I think maybe when he got offered, I think maybe yeah. we had talked about it. Um, so, yeah, I think, yeah, pretty sure I remember discussing that. Unless yeah, we he, just got a bunch of guys scoring, a bunch of offer, offer guys scoring big, big man touchdowns. That's actually one touchdown. of the um, – it's on the checklist. Like, if they haven't scored a big man touchdown in their career, Tennessee can't offer them. We don't even talk about them, actually. We don't even worry about it, yeah. Um, Got to be good with the football. Um, he camped at Tennessee, I think, the first part of June, that first weekend. Um, got an offer and then official vi- officially visited <coughs> – Oh, man. <coughs> Ugh. Choked up. That's that Eros Compoyo, man. Oh, love it. Um, but he, he officially visited two weeks later and then committed there. Didn't make it official until I think a week after that. 
Um, he's also got family in Knoxville, so I think that helped hmm. as well. Yeah, and, uh, you know, that, that's probably one of the reasons he ended up camping here. Right. <laughs> right. And then um, Alabama transfer or Georgia transfer or both. Brandon Turnage. Am I Georgia Georgia transfer? Did he did he originally? Uh, yeah, oh, so he originally committed to Georgia out of the transfer portal. Is that what happened? Yeah. So okay. I think he, yeah, he I spent a couple weeks in Athens, decided that wasn't the place for him, and uh, you know took a visit to Tennessee, and I think Clemson actually tried to get on him pretty late, but Willie Martinez was able to to hold them off, and uh, Tennessee lands a, a kid that you know didn't get much playing time in his two years at Alabama. Did get. Well, it redshirted one year. Yeah, he still he still played in a game. I think his oh his freshman year played in one yeah. game. I forgot. I forgot that's a rule now. You can play. Yeah, and then last right. year played in I think three games. Yeah. Um So the limited action, but he he does have four years of eligibility left, and um, you know it's a guy who has some college experience. You know, knows the get up of it. You know, knows how to practice. Right. Um, the schedule, something like that. So that that's probably an easier transition than a high school player. And, and then I mentioned he has that four years of eligibility. Um, 6'1", 185 pounds from Oxford, Mississippi. You know, I think this is a good pickup. I think Tennessee needs some help at the cornerback position. And a lot of these guys were kind of just, you know, you don't really know until, you know, and, until they're here and, mm-hmm. and they're producing on the field. But Tennessee needs bodies, and I think this is a really good one. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, there's positions of need all over the roster, so it's hard to really pinpoint like where you should really go out and address it. Um, I mean, corner is definitely one of them, uh, and a guy that's probably going to contribute a lot on special teams, which I think was kind of his when he played at Alabama. I think that's where he really played. Um, so I'm sure he'll do plenty of that as well. I think there'll be a lot of guys maybe pulling a little bit of double duty in that sense of special teams and um, uh, you know being on the field whether defensively or offensively for Tennessee as well. Uh, yeah, I, I think getting a guy, like you said, that knows it, that's that's always kind of a positive. And Tennessee is just going to have to really work the transfer portal here in the next few weeks because it's not like just needing bodies in the future. It, you need bodies right now. Um, so, I mean, yeah, and, of course, adding defensively, which is some of your bigger needs right now. So, that, yeah, it's a good pickup. I don't know how big or how good. Never really know until they're on the field. But, uh, yeah, good pickup. Yeah, I think – you know, with what you have at cornerback, I think you have some some decent talent there, but I don't think it's anybody who's just, you know, they've earned their spot. You know, Lante Taylor, yeah, he's probably going to be a, a starter come the first game of the fall, but has he necessarily earned his spot up to this point? You know, in games, no. You know, maybe he has in practice, and, you know, I know he does the Vol Academy, the leadership and stuff like that, but, you know, when it comes to overall production on the field, he definitely hasn't earned it in my eyes. I would say back half of the season, yes, I, I would give it to him. I thought he played – I thought he – I mean, I don't know if anybody really did in the back half of the season, for just being honest, but he, he did such a good job in run support, especially in the back half of the season. Um, obviously, at a, corner, at a corner position, you'd like to see more effective in the passing game um, where you yeah. really shine but it also may be um, kind of the situation where not a lot of guys really being able to push uh, a guy like Alante Taylor, who may be a little bit more naturally gifted. He's, he's a big, he's one of the bigger guys at the corner position. Um, so uh, he, I would say, I would say if we're going to go, anybody's earned it, I would, I would definitely say Alante Taylor, but yeah, beyond that, it's pretty wide open. Yeah. I think the fact that he's been at 
Alabama. He's he was going to go to Georgia. Clemson wanted him. You know, I think that gives me kind of some reassurance that he's pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. At yeah, least he has the potential to be really damn good because right. those those are college football playoff teams that that really wanted him on their campus. Right. Right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm definitely okay with that pickup. Graham Morgan mentioned he read today where Tennessee lost 35 players to the transfer portal. Is that number right? Oh, I don't know if it's. I thought I read 25. 25. Okay, so 25, 35, maybe somewhere in between. It's a lot. Regardless, 25 is a lot too. So. Yeah, I mean, I I think whatever the number truly is, I think they. I mean, they definitely lead the country in it. So they gained 10. I know we've gained 10 so far in the in the transfer portal. Um, but. And and a lot of that, like or 35. A lot of that doesn't it just recruiting doesn't it kind of diminish recruiting with the transfer portal now like at least the rankings like what is your actual rank ranking after like two years of that class yeah i i I mean but that's kind of always sort of been the case i mean not obviously especially these first couple years and with covid uh where guys are getting an extra year of eligibility uh the recruiting rankings are probably a little bit more skewed in that sense when you look at them i did see something interesting so it was like of the I don't I don't remember what it was, the percentage of it was something like college. This is a while. This is a couple of weeks ago. College coaches of the college coaches that have played college football, the same percentage has I don't know what the number was. The same percentage has transferred as the percentage that was transferred this year, whatever it was, like 17 percent. I can't remember of college players. Because, you know, oh, okay. college coaches are like, you know, bitching and moaning, for lack of a better term, about the transfer portal. Well, of the college coaches that have played college football, the same amount have transferred at one point in their career as the same as the percentage that have transferred this year. So I don't know. Like, you know, I thought transfer portal might kill it. I, I don't know if it truly will. And I think it'll kind of balance back out. I think right now it's a new thing. And you got to consider all the guys that are getting an extra year due to COVID. So they would have graduated or, or left. And now they're just maybe be like, all right, well, my time here at Tennessee or Notre Dame is done, so I'm going to just go look for another opportunity somewhere else. So I think, too, that's probably skewing the statistics a tad. But, I, I mean, it is new, so I think you'll see a lot of people transfer here in the next couple of years. But I think all in all, kind of like the NIL, I think it'll all figure itself out. Well, I don't think – you know, a lot of people are saying NIL is going to kill college football. I just don't think that's the case. It's not contracts. Like, these guys aren't getting contracts. Yeah, I just think with recruiting, like, you can't – be all bought into it, especially now in the summer months. Because, I mean, you know, I I tweeted that tweet the other day of when we made a list of all the Tennessee commits that that we got last year in that two-week span during the summer. There's We got 11 commits in two weeks. Yeah. How many were left? Four. Four. Yikes. Five made it to campus. Four, I think, are gone. Actually, I think six made it to campus. Four are still standing. Bunch of JJ Peterson down here. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, you can't be too into it. I, I know it's part of it, but like, especially in the summer months, you just can't really write home about it until it's done. And when they get here, you have to develop some of those guys. I just, th- I just think the last two staffs did not do a very good job of developing guys when they got here. Yeah, and that yeah, uh, and, and I think kind of before evaluate before 
uh, developing guys, I think maybe just did a, a poor job of um, evaluating because I think there's some guys that were maybe undervalued, especially like when Bush Jones first got to campus. Some guys that maybe were undervalued that that did develop and, and worked out. And, and I mean, Cam Sutton's the first one that pops in my head who's a three star before, you know, Bush Jones and, and his staff got on. So, I mean, could they develop some guys? I mean, it seems like they could. Uh, could they kind of combine the uh, evaluating the underdog type and then develop? I did, obviously not. So, yeah, Bush Jones, king of the uh, recruiting guys with eight ACL tears in their high school career. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, someone tweeted it too. I think it was a response to, to the more important issue or you quote tweeting the more important issues tweet of, um, and someone was like, I miss the days when we didn't even know who committed until the next, until February, the day after signing day. And the Knox new Sentinel just had a picture of them with their like bios. <laughs> yeah. Their hat on. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. Those days are definitely done. Um, credit to social media. I mean, I think it's definitely made, I mean, I, I don't know. If social media didn't ruin college football and it's been around for long enough, I feel like it could have. Is NIL really going to kill it? Is Transfer Portal really going to kill it? Ah. Yeah. If anybody, I, if anybody kills it, it's going to be the NCAA. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're doing a great job themselves of killing college football. But um, I, I think the Transfer Portal or just college sports in general, like I, I think you said it's probably going to iron itself out because I don't think some guys that like enter it, aren't getting exactly what they want out of it. Um, Oh yeah. Like I I feel like some of them want that, that recruiting experience again. And I just don't think it's that in depth. Unless Um, you're, unless you've already done it on the field. Right. Yeah. If you're Eric Gilbert and guys like that, yeah, sure. It's probably going to be something like that. Something very similar, but a guy that doesn't have very much production on the field. Yep. I, I agree. And uh, speaking of things that, you know, people said would kill college football, didn't they say like when freshmen first started being allowed to play varsity football, I guess is what they called it then. Didn't they say that was going to kill college football? Wasn't that a thing? That's a dumb shit like, I've ever heard. They're like, this is going to ruin the game. So I don't, I don't know. It's yikes. That was a hot take. I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like that was a thing. Uh, Cause like what other reason? I don't know. I, they had to be mad about something when they started allowing freshmen. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, I, I just want to know why. What was the – What was the reason freshmen weren't allowed to play? Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know the exact reason. Um, I'd have to go back and read about that. But Just I injury know because a, then, like, injured, like there wasn't well, any, like, of those rules with <laughs> quarterbacks and stuff like that. So. I don't know the exact reason, but if you remember in We Are Marshall, which I don't know how historically accurate it was, I do know that freshmen were not allowed to play varsity or right. whatever it was at one point. But – you know, and we are Marshall. Matthew McConaughey was begging the incident. Was it Matthew McConaughey? Yeah, that's right. Okay, I was like that. Didn't right, sound right, right, I said right. It. Um, he was begging the NCAA to allow freshmen to play. It was probably still Mark Emmert at that point um, begging them that that that's the only way they'd have a team. So yeah, that is a thing. I know that. I just don't know the reasons. There you go. That's weird. Absolutely. I mean, even like when. When we played high school football, like a, a lot of freshmen didn't travel and stuff like that. Now, maybe maybe there's certain occasions where, you know, uh, there was a certain freshman that played varsity, but I feel like that – is that still the case now? Do some people still do that? Uh, like not dress freshmen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would say that's probably more for like a – 
because some schools are big enough where they just don't have enough roster space to actually dress freshmen. So I'd say that's part of that. Right. Like you still have a freshman team. If a freshman's good enough to play, I would imagine they would play them. I don't know why you wouldn't. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. Are you want to get to the, this NIL stuff? We already have a question from Graham Morgan about it. Oh yeah, let's do before it. we get off recruiting, I do we do have a question about recruiting that was mentioned before the show. So I want to get to that. Okay. We'll get to you in just a second, Graham. I'm also excited to talk about that because I'm curious. I'm kind of curious. I mean, NIL doesn't really have much to do with the school per se. So I but I think there could be some interesting terms maybe that come out of it. So I think it was Sawyer. Um maybe. This was regarding NIL. Yeah, Sawyer Turnbow says, What the heck is the squirrel invasion I'm seeing? Is there a squirrel invasion? So squirrel. Kinda, maybe. Um, Tennessee <laughs> set is in the running for a commit tomorrow. Um, Squirrel White. Okay. <laughs> it's Marquarius White, but uh, his his nickname is Squirrel. Um, he's a three-star uh, wide receiver. I forget where exactly he's – Alabama, maybe? Gotcha. Um, yeah, that was a – that that's what the squirrel invasion is. In case you're uh, seeing that on Twitter and had no idea what was going on, but yeah, um, got a couple of crystal balls to Tennessee. I think he's picking between Tennessee and Louisville. So, gotcha. Okay, well there you go. Squirrel invasion. I'd seen someone tweet that. And I didn't know what that meant. So he's from uh, Pinson, Alabama. Awesome. Also yeah. a track guy. He runs uh pretty fast. Runs like a ten. 600. I like it. Speed. It kills. 10.96. Sorry. I was about to say 10.6 would be, it's not it's unheard more. of, obviously, in high school, but that's real quick. Yeah. 10.96. Um, is that is that wind time or wind legal? Sorry. Yep. <laughs> that's some of the dumbest. I don't know. That's incredibly dumb to me that that's like a, a thing. Yeah. Like, how much does the wind actually help you? There's got to like there has to be some science here. Like it's had to be proven to help, right? Right. Surely, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Had to be. Um, so Graham asked, "What about if a kid signs a NIL? He has to stay with the team for his career, i.e., Major League Baseball, Pro Football." So NIL, I mean, I guess a it's not obviously the school's not offering money. It could I don't know. I mean, surely there's some NCAA rule that prohibits it, but could if pilot wanted to sign someone to sponsor them. Could they say you have to spend your four years at Tennessee? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that, that's something to, to kind of watch out for. I don't think you've seen anything that's like, like, I think most of these are probably just a trial run, maybe a couple months or, or something like that. I just don't, I don't really see any company like local places do it for, a four-year period. Yeah, and they're probably doing it for like based on your tweets or based on your appearances or based on your whatever it may be. So I don't see that happening. You know, I would think if I'm an athlete, I would never sign that. Like, if you're going to sponsor me, you're sponsoring me. You're not sponsoring me at Tennessee. You're you're like I will endorse you as Caleb Mitchell. I will not endorse you as a spokesperson for the University of Tennessee. Yeah, because I don't you know, think these kids could even wear like if they were to do like a photo shoot or something, they couldn't even wear a power tee. Really? Logo. That's a rule. 
Yeah, I don't think you can have. Like, I, I don't think because licensing, I, I don't know what it actually is. But yeah, they can have like an orange polo, but I don't think that they can have or an orange shirt, but I don't think they can have like a, the power T or Tennessee across their chest. Yeah, I don't think that. that. Uh, that's shocking. I'd be interested to see if that's true because I mean, you have coaches that appear in commercials that maybe aren't directly related with the university or on billboards and stuff. So I'd be curious that rule, but but I mean, I don't know how you could commit a kid. Like, well, I Tom, think those, are, under those are direct sponsors with the university. So, is like Coca Cola. Yeah, I guess it depends on where it's like where that's coming from. Is it a deal with the university or is it a deal with the coach? Like, for example, um, like Nick Saban's Coca Cola is like University of Alabama, but like his Aflac commercial, could he wear an Alabama hat? Yeah, and that I don't, I don't know. I don't know because his Aflac deal, I don't think. I mean, it doesn't seem to be. It has nothing to do with the University of Alabama. It's a nation, you know, national. Almost said nationwide. I had to be careful because there is actually an insurance company called Nationwide. <laughs> nationally, you're speaking, on your side. Yeah, nationally. Yeah, I, I you know, I don't know. I don't. I, that's interesting. I, I didn't kind of consider the licensing stuff with that because if a kid went into the Pepsi commercial, obviously Coca Cola would not be fond of a Tennessee shirt appearing in it. Yeah, that's. I didn't consider that. Um, yeah, that, that's interesting. What if what if Pepsi went and did that? Does that would be brilliant. step up and be brilliant? Do it. Yeah. Go get Harrison Bailey right now, Pepsi. You're like whoever you think the next big Tennessee guy is. Go get him now. Yeah, we want freaking Mountain Dew in the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I, I mean, like Tom Brady's Under Armour, you know, endorsement wasn't dead the moment he left New England. Um, you know, Peyton Manning. I don't know, I'm trying to think. Peyton Manning's. I think he was a Reebok athlete the Colts, maybe that did end when he left Indianapolis, but uh, yeah, like those, they aren't, I mean, mate college may be different and with booster sponsoring it, it may be different, but I, I don't know really how you could work that into the wording of, I, I, if I was, I would never sign that. I, an athlete should never yeah. sign that. Um, no matter what Vols picks tells you to do, do not do that. Um, <laughs> that's stupid, <laughs> but I mean, I would be interested to see if like some, you know, boosters, I don't blame them for trying. Um, I mean, maybe maybe they try to work that wording in. I don't know. The another thing, but what I do find interesting about NIL, where teams are schools are going to be able to really benefit from it. Miami, Miami boosters, man, they are, Miami boosters are back. They are like, I mean, what was it, a five hundred thousand dollar commitment to every or to all of the athletes on the roster? They are paying them all now. Obviously, yeah, they're, I thought they were giving everybody like five thousand. Yeah, they're they're dividing it up among the players, yeah. but it's like a total of five hundred thousand dollar commitment, and they'll split that between the players. That's genius. You, hey, you walk onto campus right now. Doesn't matter if you're a bench player or a starter. You're this is how much money you're going to make the day you walk onto campus. So, I mean, shout out to the boosters. Put up or shut up. Exactly. Yeah, Miami's back. Yeah, we got to go find us like a, a freaking. Uh, I don't know, some oil tycoon in like the Middle East. Like, you know, those guys who like carry Falcons on their shoulders. Yeah. That's who we got to find to, to, to be a Tennessee booster. We need, yeah. we need oil Manchester city type money in Knoxville. That's what we need. Like, Hey man, you like orange? Here you think you Dolly Part how many people do you think Dolly Parton? Like how much money could Dolly Parton put up? I feel like she's got a fair share to go around. All right, let's, I listen, I, I'm a big, big fan of imagination library but let's drop that crap and pay the athletes. <laughs> yeah, spread the wealth, Dolly. Come on. Who are you no, really helping here? <laughs> who needs to read? We have phones now. 
Let's move on from that. This thing can tell me everything I need to know. I don't need to read. Drop it. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Everybody should read. Um, yeah, it's like ten bucks for a, you know, yeah, Jesus. diet coke. Like, come on. Um, no, I, I'm, I'm excited to see where nil goes. I, I do. Another thing I'm question, like, curious about is uh, EA Sports, the NCAA game. Do you know how, or does anyone in the chat know how are the Madden? Like, how is the Madden money pot split? Because that is like that's not an individual player type deal, but the NFL actually has a players, you know, players association to deal with that. I mean, how much money could each athlete in that game really make? Like, I don't know. Like, I'm sure the the cover guy gets. Yeah, but that's different. You're paying for your name to be your face to be on the cover. I'm talking about the guys in the game, like how much do they actually get paid for that? Or is that just kind of like a player association contract? Like we're in the game. Cool. Cause that, if I'm first off, I'm a college football player. You don't have to pay me to be on, in the game. Um, I've created enough of those. You just put me in the game. Maybe a little bit taller, please. A little bit skinnier now, please. Um, you don't, you don't, but other than that, like my worry with the NIL, this is selfish is the NIL is still going to screw the college football game up because I think they're all going to expect big money, but what did everyone make in the lawsuit? Like three dollars. Um, I'm trying to look for this. Like, look to see how much they made. They made off Madden, or each player yeah. makes off Madden. I did like a quick Google search the other day, but I was busy, um, so I didn't like really get to dive in, and I couldn't find like an immediate answer because I again, it's I don't think it's a large sum of money. I, I don't think it's even a like I don't think it's any amount of money. This is the. <laughs> The NFL Players Association foreign players they'll get their Madden checks that had been held in a work stoppage fund. The 2017 active player payment is seventeen thousand, and 2018 payment is sixteen thousand nine hundred sixty-six dollars. Okay, that's a fair amount of money. But one thousand for practice squad players. Yeah, see, I was about to say that's the next question. Is there's a lot more college football players than there are. So you know, I don't know how many I don't know how many NFL Madden players there are, but that that money is obviously going to get even smaller with when you consider how many more college football players there are. Yeah, I mean, like, can they really be mad if you just give them all a dollar? I mean, like, give them all a free pay. copy of the game. Yeah, there you go. There's a free sixty dollars. Take it. I this is I will represent every college athlete. As a as your NCAA EA Sports NCAA college football liaison, and I will go. get you all a free copy, I, and I will accept nothing but a free copy. Like my cut of the deal will be a free copy. That's it. It's free copies for everybody. And I'll need a PS Five too because apparently they're only going to be on the new gaming system. So, dang it! <laughs> so I actually do. I need a little bit more skin in the game here. So, um. so like some of these kids are going to be like, "Well, this is cool. I guess I'm going to go." Sell it. Oh, there you go. Pull a little Ohio State action. Get a good, nice tattoo off of that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> hey, check out this uh, Rose Bowl ring. Uh, you want a tattoo or, or full, you get a full sleeve for a Rose Bowl ring? Oh, right? Can they can they sell their stuff now? I would think they should have been able to. First off, once it leaves the campus, like it's once it's gifted to the athlete, it's a gift. I should be able to do whatever the hell I want to do with it. So that rule is stupid, but I, I would like to make fun of Ohio State again. I just want to clear the air. Yeah, should be worth a full sleeve. Do you think they got a full sleeve for it? 
Yeah, I'm sure. I'm or sure do you think they were? Do you think they were using their Rose Bowl rings to pay for the the happy endings at the Ooh, massage parlor they, they were getting? That, they how has that story been dead? Like it just died. Some Zach Smith action. No, this is totally different. You don't remember us talking about this? There's a yeah, massage therapist yeah, just yeah, giving dude. out happy endings. Yeah. At Ohio State. Yeah. It's died though. That's how quad has gotten. That happened like three months ago. <laughs> that reminds me of the the Blake Griffin. You remember when he like the trainer's like working on his leg and he like grabs his head. Yeah, and, pulled, like, up, pulled, a, pulled an old eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. Can't do that. <laughs> Can't do, Can't that. do that. That's out. Uh, Graham also mentioned a good example. What if Hypel goes to the Haslam's and says, "Could you help entice this five-star QB to Tennessee?" No, I think that'll absolutely happen, and I love it. That is now, should but happen. again, should happen. <laughs> Art should already been offered. Right, everything but, we got. But the competition value of that, if you know, if I'm the athlete and I go between Tennessee and Georgia, and I'm like, "Well, Tennessee's going to offer me this amount of money, but they want me to sign," you know, for the example of what you're saying, Graham but they want me to say, I'm going to play here for four years. I don't want to do that. And Georgia's like, well, we can offer you the same amount of money for one year and we're not going to keep you from transferring. So like competition would catch up, but also, I don't know. I don't see a kid saying, signing anything like that. So, And most of the kids that are playing, are they really transferring? Now I know like, I know like maybe money talks and maybe they do leave, but you know, most of the kids in transfer portal aren't, playing right. or lost their starting position or were injured or, you know, something happened. Or the program blew up and got in a coach. A five-star quarterback that's a starter and a Heisman candidate, he's not he's not leaving programs. Right, right. But, yeah, maybe that's where the Tony Vitello money, we're, we're waiting on this extension. We're offering it up to Arch Manning to come. Okay, all right. If Tony Vitello goes, I'm giving my contract extension to Arch Manning. There you he, go. He would be the greatest of all, of all time. He would uh, he would dethrone Peyton Manning, whose nephew. Or Dude, how much how much money does Arch Manning make in his four year career at Tennessee? I mean, do you think that kid? I mean, if he hasn't dreamt about it, he should, because that would be insane. I feel like his family's so weird. They're going to be like, we respect the sanctity of college football, and he's not going to accept any cash while he's on campus. This is a this is an amateur game. We play it for the love of the sport. He'll make his money in the NFL on a shitty team, like the rest of the Mannings have. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> you, you think Peyton does those shitty nationwide commercials for free? No, he loves the money. Hey, they love the money. But at college football, in college, he respected the sanctity of college. NCAA, Landon. No, amateurism. he got in trouble. He mooned somebody. Respect the amateurism. <laughs> We're not talking about scholarships, Max. We're talking about people are asking about four-year contracts for like um, NIL deals, uh, not scholarships. So could it happen? I don't know. I'm, I have to imagine there's an NCAA. I haven't read any the NCAA rules, and I don't know if anybody has, which kind of makes it more fun to talk about. It's kind of one of those things I don't want to know. I just kind of want to talk about it. So yeah. Um, but this has nothing to do with the school we're talking about. Has to do with the sponsors. Also, it doesn't so. really have a lot to do with anything because we're just making up. <laughs> Correct. Like everything. Yeah, I mean, that's basically what this air. is anyway. <laughs> no, I mean, sure. I mean, really, like, I don't think anybody, like, they knew it was coming, but I don't think they like. What can you do? I mean, well, the schools can literally do nothing, which is right. Awesome. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, the, their hand, the hands are tied because mm-hmm. they. Yeah, nothing. I mean, nothing can be done. I think it's a lot of what you can do and not a lot, a lot of what you can do. Well, I think they're going to have to find a way to like 
you know, I think it's gonna be interesting from a recruiting perspective and and how they like legally kind of go about it because you know you've got freaking what's his name throwing out strong ass offers. Well, now he's got a match of strong ass offers, but legally because he's gonna have other guys giving strong ass offers that are allowed to do it. So it's um yeah, it'll uh, it, it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be fun. I am a big big fan um, of how I said it last week, the Wild Wild West. I'm not comparing it to the wild wild west like our good friend darren ravel i'm um would that be a simile no that would be a i'm not good with this stuff i'm i'm, I'm not comparing it i am you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. i also don't think there's... we need to know this these terms yeah, teacher she's the, the educator at she's the the smart she's got the smarts the brains um I don't think there's a lot of – I think it's kind of like the transfer portal. I think a lot of kids thought the NIL was going to be like this great way to make a ton of cash in college, and I just don't – unless you're like Derek King of Miami where he's, you know, QB1 and a Heisman candidate and things like Already that. Already cashed in. Right. I just don't think there's – like a guy that's fourth on the depth chart, Sorry. I mean, there, there's yeah. probably not going to be a lot of opportunity for you. I wish there was, and you know, I, I think it's good that you have the opportunity to, based off your, yeah. your likeness and maybe your hometown, or, or you know, just because you're associated with Tennessee, you have the opportunity to make money. But I just don't think some of these kids, you know, the the posting, they're they're getting their own logos and stuff like that. I just don't see them making a ton of. Cash. Yeah, but they like you said, they should have been afforded the opportunity. And I do think there'll still be some appearance opportunities for even those guys because, you know, everyone's coming from like a, you know, a, way, a place where they're well-known, their high schools. Mm -hmm. um, so there'll be plenty of appearance opportunities, autograph opportunities, especially when they first get into school, which brings me to one point too. And actually Jalen Hyatt tweeted about it. A lot of people are being, you know, grumpy old men about it. Sorry to all the grumpy old men. I'm also a grumpy old man, so it's not no offense meant. But the ones that are like, are they not going to sign – autographs for kids anymore for free hey guy um nfl players have been signing autographs for money for years and you know what they still do after games sign autographs for kids for free but they if they walk into a hotel room and sign three thousand helmets and footballs and pictures they should be able to make money off those yeah and then yeah they should be not a-holes and sign autographs for kids that wait outside the stadium for them and i think there'll be a balance of both are you still going to see the guys that aren't going to sign for kids? Sure. Were they going to sign for kids before they were making money? No. It's all – like nothing in that sense is going to change. Yeah, I think it's really cool what Jalen Hyatt tweeted. Yeah. Also, I'll read that real quick. He says, I'll gladly sign anything after games if I'm available at no charge, especially for young fans and true supporters. Although I know some adults will take advantage of this, I want to protect the purity of college sports. Stay tuned. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're still – I mean – the, the thing is, is after games, if you see a grown adult with 10 footballs, he's not going to sign those footballs. And no one should. Right. And no one should have to. But if a kid's holding out a, a helmet, yeah, he'll sign that for free. Like, let's be logical about this. Let's just be logical. That's all I ask. You can be grumpy and logical. I do it all the time. Yeah, and, like, there's always going to be people that cheat the system. There's always going to be that – you know, grown man trying to move kids out of the way to get a signed autograph from a college football freshman. Um, and 
in hopes one day it's worth money so he can sell it and have money for more cigarettes. You know, it's just the, the t- and I like how Jalen Hyatt kind of, first, whoa, whoa, whoa. first of all, they don't buy cigarettes. They buy the tobacco to roll their own cigarettes. Easy. Correct. Yes. Um, <laughs> got a tobacco and papers. Sorry. Um, yeah, I like how Jalen Hyatt kind of addressed that too. He's like, I know see, some people are going to take advantage of it, but you know, it is what it is. But it's so like, again, it's just so easy to avoid those guys. It's always been easy. They're still going to have the fan days where the, you go through the line and sign it. It's, but, like, again, if they if they get asked by uh, an autograph company to sign them, they should be able to make money on those when they, you know, before they weren't able to if they, you know, wanted to expand their brand. They would have just had to do it for free, and they should be able to profit on those. So so good for everyone involved in that. Yeah, my advice to and the good for Jalen Hyatt. Tennessee players, if they got crazy eyes, just stay away from them. Unless it's me. I have crazy eyes. Please sign. I don't do autographs, but please sign. <laughs> yeah. I, I like them because I like put them in, in here. Like, I got one from Garrett Crochet. I've got um, Steve Manier. I like the autograph thing, but I'm also not going to wait outside of a stadium to, you know, get it from a – I'm not going to move kids out of the way to get an autograph. Like, if I I'll, see somebody in person and I can have something, yeah. I'll, I'll punch a kid in the throat for an autograph. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, sure. I I, I, mean, I don't think I've ever gotten an autograph. Like, I know I did as a kid, but, like, I don't know what I did with any of those. I don't know what I would do with them. Um, I've also moved a lot recently in the last couple of years, so I've, I, I don't know what I'd do with them. I'd lose them, so I just don't even worry about it. Because you got crazy eyes. That's why you didn't get them. <laughs> I have crazy eyes. Yeah, they just dodge me. I understand. I, I wouldn't come near me either. So I'm with it. I mean, you know exactly who we're talking about. I know. Yeah. Picks. <laughs> does he have crazy eyes? I've never seen his face. Thankfully, I've never knowingly seen his face. I may have. I don't know. He does. I'm sure. I mean, you don't roll up into a college dorm room as a full grown adult without having some real crazy eyes. So. Doing the doing one of these. That's a shocker. You better turn that thing around. I hate <laughs> whatever it is. I hate it so much. It's the worst. <laughs> Thing ever. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that bad. It um, sucks. It's terrible. I mean, it's to see like recruits do it, like when they're standing there. It's cool, I guess. I don't know how it really started, so I don't. I don't care either. Whatever. Um, I, I'll credit that to Butch Jones. We can keep like that. That's fine. Yeah, like, dude, let, kick it out let's now. put them in some Tennessee gloves and have them do something like that. But this, I this just, is in Oregon. Get out of here. I just uh, uh, put that on the gloves. Cringe. Put the, shock, put the shocker on the gloves. No. Like all those trucks you see driving around with the shocker? Yeah, do that. So cringe. <laughs> um, I, th- I think it could help in recruiting, especially like the NLI stuff with local kids. And that kind of leads me into our next kind of thing, B.J. Edwards. B.J. Edwards. Local athlete. So, yeah, is he, is he a four-star right now? He is. Um, so 247's composite has him as the number 99 overall player, but the 247 sports has him as the number 68 player. Um, so I think ESPN is kind of just doesn't know what they're talking about and left him out of a lot of stuff. So, um, yeah, from Knoxville Catholic, Knoxville, Tennessee, uh, four-star point guard, B.J. Edwards committed to Tennessee over Auburn, Florida. Georgia, Virginia Tech, a lot of others. Um, I mean, the it, he's going to Tennessee like it was, and it's it's nice to have a basketball program where you have local athletes that just don't want to go elsewhere. 
No, I mean, for sure. And, and Tennessee's actually recruiting. I think he's going to be a junior this year. The Is he seven-footer at Catholic? So he will. he's in this uh, 2022 class as well, Tom, uh, Hanji Tomba. Um, he is apparently going to reclassify. That could, That's a possibility, gotcha. too, to the 2021 class. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're big on him as well. He's kind of more of a – he's probably going to be a four-year guy, kind of more of a project, but a rim, rim protector, super athletic. But, dude, B.J. Edwards, I don't know if you got to watch any of their game against, like, IMG or, or some of his Bobby Mays um, elite. That's his AAU team. If you got to watch any of his games. Dude, he performs – I mean, he looks as good as anybody mm-hmm. on the court with, you know, tons of, of five stars and things like that. I know when they played, it was IMG because Jaden Springer was yeah. here. You know, he he was one of the better players on that court. I know they lost, but, you know, he was definitely the best player on Catholic's team. And uh, and then he went head-to-head in the state championship against um, Kenny Chandler and Amari Thomas at Briarcrest and – you know, him and Kenny Chandler went toe-to-toe with each other. So I think this is a really good pickup, and it's, you know, like I mentioned, it's just nice to see local athletes have everything they want in the university right at home. You know, he's he could – you got guys going to the pros from your program. Um, you're winning basketball games, Power 5 program. Um, you know, I, I think this is going to be great for him. I don't know if he's a – He's probably not a one-and-done player, especially projected he's not. Right. Um, so, I think Kenny Chandler could possibly be. He's playing in that um, U19, USA, FIBA, FIBA under-19 tournament, uh, whatever. Thing. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I think this is a good kind of your future of your program in, uh, in BJ Edwards. We all know how important guard play is, so I think this is a really good pickup for the Vols. And right. uh, just continuing to recruit some of the best players in the country. You know, we're not just looking at the state of Tennessee to uh, to get recruits in basketball. You know, we're taking advantage of the transfer portal, um, kind of the whole opposite of the the football program, taking advantage of that, and then recruit. We're recruiting top guys from all over the country. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, the basketball program obviously seems to be trending in the right direction. So again, go back to not hating on Rick Barnes' extension, just timing. But, yeah, no, I, I, I love that they got B.J. Edwards. I think it's always big to get local guys, um, especially when they're uh, as highly touted as him. But uh, Yeah, guys like Cade Mays and T. Higgins. and Yeah, it's almost like local guys matter. I don't know. Harrison Smith. Who's some Yeah. Um, Randall Cobb. Um, Randall Cobb, yep. Mm, I mean, those are all older guys, obviously. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know there's a bunch more. I just can't think of them off the top of my head. Yeah, those those are the more recent ones. Um, Vent about them later. We'll come up with some names later. Yeah, there you go. All right. Um, let's talk about some differences in Hypo and Pruitt. I don't really – But, but oh, I, I really sorry. think B.J. Edwards could make – you know, just for him being from Knoxville, I think that helps tremendously, especially with local um, oh, business yeah. and things like yeah. that with the NIL thing. I think that would be a huge opportunity for guys like that to – and not just at, in Tennessee, I think anywhere, I think it's more of an opportunity for them to, to stay home and uh, go to their hometown team because right. I think it, it sets up perfectly for them. Yeah, no, uh, definitely, definitely. Uh, I think hometown's where they benefit. So, 
for it yep. to be hometown and college. That's obviously big. Um, okay, so the, sorry, moving on to the next point. I'll, I'll be honest, don't know how you want to be prepared for this. So um, I, I took the easy out, but differences between Hypo and Pruitt? I don't know. Hypo hasn't been fired yet. Hypo has <laughs> not been fired yet. As far as we know, he is not given money to recruits or players, as far as we know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, you know, I think it's easy for the program to feel better when you, you have a transition period. <laughs> You know, no matter if the change is really that drastic, um, I mean, it seems that the players have a sense of like, you know, things are better right now, but I don't know how true that is just because new is always better. Um, in the words of Barney Stinson, <laughs> new is always better. So I think getting some like kind of fresh, like some fresh meat in there just, just feels a little bit better. Um, I, I'm going to hold my thoughts on the staff as a whole until go win games if you want me to like you. That's yeah. uh, I you know you might be a good dude could be a good dude Jeremy Pruitt might be a good dude I don't know but he didn't win ball games so I don't give a crap. Yeah, I think the main thing for me right now, and like you said, it you know you can't really tell a lot right now. But one thing I can tell is that like every player I think feels important to the staff, um, or at least they're inclusive. Whereas like Addison Nichols didn't interview. Um, that's a four star offensive lineman. Um, out of Georgia, had some has some Tennessee ties. Grew up a Tennessee fan, um, but he mentioned that the the players on this staff, you know, they like the walk ons with the previous staff. The walk ons had their own section, like they were away from everybody. Um, so I, I think this staff now has really in, included those guys. Like Grant Furking is a uh, he hosted Addison Nichols on his his tour. He's been you know on the Paul Feinbaum show. He's been big with this NLI and, you know, probably no one has really heard of him from the previous staff, even though he's been on campus for three or four years. I didn't know he was the million. I, I did know of him just cause I think it was David Ubin had done an article on his company. One article. Yep. Um, yep. But prior, prior to even the NIL stuff, um, he had done that years and years ago. So. Yeah. I just think like they just seem more in- inclusive the- like I, I just feel like people were maybe put on the outside, or, or maybe out. Like I, I think to be a, a a really good football team, I think you have to include everybody. Um, everybody oh, that wears wow. your uniform, especially this a year. part of the team. Yeah, exactly. Especially this year, it's gonna be very, very important. Um, but another thing, I put likes to score points, and I just yeah, can't I, tell if Jeremy Pruitt liked to score points at all. I mean, Jeremy Pruitt definitely had a different style and approach to football. I was going to say that. Um, I mean, as far as the changes that are happening in the game and, and how it's played, Hype was definitely kind of more up to the times. Now, what is his focus going to be on defense? Because right now, Tim's, Tim Banks doesn't really have experience calling plays. Um, it's his first full-time defensive coordinator role. Uh, obviously, you know, the defense isn't just – physically and you know roster wise where it should be necessarily to compete in the sec and i think that's where and we can know that you know i know we've kind of given our predictions uh throughout even the spring and early summer but we can talk about that again but i mean i think it's gonna be really really difficult for this team to win just because even if they do score points and to be determined we don't have a quarterback right now um it's gonna be really tough to to get a few stops in there for this group which is thankfully all you need is a few stops uh if you're scoring points at the rate hype would like to but I, I, I will give at least Hypo, um, at least Danny White went out and got a guy that is uh, in tune with the times, which I, I'm not entirely 
uh, in the camp of what Nick Saban said in the sense of like how, you know, how football can't be played, you know, how it used to, if you've got the guys to do it, you can do it. Right. And that's just, it's yeah. Alabama can probably simple. play any way they want to. Right. So I'm, I'm not all the way bought into that fact. Um, but it definitely takes the guys. You got to have the kind of guys that Alabama has coming in year in, year out. Tennessee didn't have that. They had no chance to play uh, the style of football, you know, Jeremy Pruitt wanted to play. But I mean, I also just think Jeremy Pruitt either did a really, really poor job of um, allowing Jim Chaney to run the offense or Jim Chaney got really, really bad at play calling or, you know, their game plans just weren't never going to work. I don't know. It was, I, I thought there, there were some games left out there for Tennessee to win that were just offensive play calling. Yeah, and, and a lot of it too is it was quarterback play. They just could not figure out the quarterback that, position. That matters too. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's – I mean, it's literally the most important position in all the sports for a reason, and you saw that with Tennessee last year. Yeah, like there were some games they probably should have won last season, but they just could not figure it out at the quarterback position. Um, so, I mean, that kind of gives me a little bit of hope. You know, how many games did we win? Three games last year? Yeah. An SEC schedule? I mean – if we could do, if we could win three games with our schedule this year in the SEC, that puts us at what six and six. Yes. Wait. If you win for three sure. Games, yeah. Yeah. You, you yeah. don't even have to be. You do have to be. No, you don't. Pit. So no. you can beat Texas or Tennessee Tech, um, Bowling Green, South Alabama. And then three SEC teams, that's six and six. You don't even have to beat Pitt. If you not, can, just give me some sort of quarterback play. Yeah, so you said that, and I was about to ask, does Jeremy Pruitt get fired if he goes five and five and seven or six and six? Because, like you, you mentioned, you did have three SEC wins last year. But in a, but in a 10-game schedule. Um, wins are against South Carolina, Missouri. I'm going to say no because I don't think he gets fired if all this stuff doesn't come up. Uh, that's a fair point. I agree with that. Um, also a little bit of difference that I've noticed. Does Josh Heupel not seem a little bit more comfortable in his own skin? I mean, Jeremy Pruitt was so weird. I don't know. I, I don't think I, – I thought Jeremy Pruitt – I mean, maybe like – maybe out of ignorance. I don't think Jeremy Pruitt seemed fake, so I, I don't know if I would agree with that. I also don't know if I've heard enough from Josh Heupel to necessarily think that. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't really have a take on that. Yeah, but I, I, I don't think I Jeremy maybe Pruitt, with the media – but I think this – but, I again, I think that, like, to be determined with Josh Heupel, like, let's let him lose a couple games first before I determine that because Jerry Pruitt was, you know, pretty relatively sane before, you know, before uh, Tennessee really just took a nosedive in 2021 – or 2020. Yeah. I don't know. So, I, to I be just, determined. I just feel like – from what we heard about Josh Howe before he got the job, it was just like he wasn't great with the media. You know, I think he's done fine with the media in his time so far. But, yeah, you know, like he hasn't faced any real adversity yet. So, yeah, yeah. maybe that does change. But, yeah, Jeremy I, Pruitt was just – I think he got better as the, the years went on, but it was still just kind of cringe to watch him in a press conference. I think I think all the media stuff at Tennessee is all when you start to lose and you start getting questions that maybe the questions are dumb because there are some dumb questions asked by the media often 
People will argue that sometimes you have to ask those questions. I don't necessarily agree with that. But then there's some questions that you just don't want to hear whether they're dumb or not. And those can drive you a little nuts too. And you just kind of have to take them. Um, I do think it, I will say this. I think it's part of the job to at least answer those and not be an asshole about them. Um, and then I, yeah, I mean, let me see Josh Eiple face some adversity and then I'll uh, get back to you on them being comfortable in his own skin. I don't know. Blake, I don't know how much you know about football, but <laughs> yeah, that one, I mean, which yeah, I'll say this. It is, it is hilarious. I don't know. Did maybe Jaron Pruitt questions if he knew more about football than him. I don't know. Maybe that's why I had to say that. Cause I'm like, I would, I, I mean, mean it, it could be a fair question to ask. Like, could Blake score more points in a Jeremy Pruitt offense? I think that's fair to ask. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do love when coach, football coaches answer it that way, but I would just take the Bryson DeChambeau approach to it. And rather than just saying that, I would explain everything really, really scientifically and bore the hell out of them. And I'll be like, yeah, I'm never asking a question like that ever again. <laughs> so who won that golf match? DeChambeau and Rogers won it. Dang it. I was going to yeah. pick them. Yeah, uh, they were up three with four holes left and were plus 130. And I thought, go toss a freaking couple couple hundred on that bad boy. Bet the house on it, and I didn't. Because I was like, man, I just something feels something feels wrong about it. It's it's Tom Brady. You can't count. Yeah, that, that Brady magic, baby, got you, you nervous. Even, on, even, even golfing, I, I couldn't count them out. So didn't do it. Um, all right. I just saw. Oh God, what is this? What is this big game boomer account? Tweeting just like the most random stuff. Yeah, I don't. They tweeted out that current current student section tiers tiers for college football. I love Tennessee guys. I'm a I'm a diehard ball fan. They have Tennessee in tier two. The only thing the student section ever chants is FU Florida or FU Bama. F you whoever fill in the blank. <laughs> like that, like there's like nothing else the student section does at Tennessee. I'm on the opposite side of the student section, and so you should be able to hear them clearly. I've never, I, I have heard that, but I don't know. Like, I can't say for sure what else they do, or and that's what I'm saying. They don't do. Yeah, uh, and ten, I mean, I'm sure this is a problem in all of college football. It, but I go to more Tennessee games than any other. Um, but they don't show up until halfway through the first quarter, and they leave. Which this is because Tennessee sucks right now. They leave early. I'm not. I'm not going to bash them for leaving early. I get that. So, be on time, man. But I also don't know how good these other schools are. So here's in tier two: Auburn, Baylor, Florida, Mississippi State, South Carolina. South Carolina's I can tell you right now suck. The only thing they do is the. Virginia Tech and Washington. So I. UCF is tier one though. The bounce house is bumping apparently. I want us to be bumping. Also, I mean, I've got it. Where do they have Alabama? I mean, they've got Alabama not even on here. I've got to assume Alabama's is at least tier two if Tennessee's is. I mean, how unbearable is this fan base going to be if we go score 50 points on Bowling Green <laughs> and, you know, cover the spread of what is it, 27? Yeah, I think I think so. Um, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Now, I'll say that, and then I'll be tweeting. Just oh, dude, I'm just going nuts. F you, everyone, yeah. Because we like we need something. We need something to hold on to. That's why we we want Tony Vitello signed, sealed, delivered. Because we just we we need that. We need winning. We've gone uh, too so, long. It's been too right. long. We're too old. So Alabama's tier five, and they said the reason is is because 
Nick Saban went on a rant after they beat Louisiana Lafayette and the student section left halfway through the game. But they were playing Louisiana. Lafayette. I don't know. Was it Lafayette? I don't know who it was. That was an LSU. So any other team in Louisiana, they're going to leave. Right. It definitely wasn't LSU. If it was LSU, who the hell says to see the student section half full during the Louisiana game? Who calls them Louisiana? It's a fail on their part. Is it Tech, Lafayette, Monroe? It shouldn't be State. Come on, dude. Let's help us out a little bit. Um, so we have a couple more. We have one question. If y'all have any questions, drop them in the chat. We'll be happy to get to those. Um, baseball season says, how many points per game does our offense need to score in order to give our paper-thin defense a chance to compete in the fall? You said 50 against Bowling Green. I will say 50. Um 60 plus in just about every other game. <laughs> yeah, I think if it's, I mean, if you're going to, God, this is so stupid to even come out of my mouth, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> to even like <laughs> compete with Alabama, you're going to have to score 60 points. Well, I was about to say, is Alabama going to even be stopped on a single possession? Like, is there going to be a possession they don't at least have an attempt to score points? So if they're field goal kicker, which he probably will miss a 50 yarder, they'll have the chance to kick it. Right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so it's going to be like 80 to 60. I'll take that, though. Won't you? <laughs> no. 80 to 60? I mean, at least it's fun. <laughs> I mean, it, you I, just got 80 points hung on you? But I'm not trying to lose 24 to nothing anymore. Like, I, I cannot take a game like a Jeremy Pruitt, Jim Chaney. Jeremy Pruitt lost 40 to nothing. There's a difference. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was losing like, like what was the Kentucky game? 34 to 7. Yeah, exactly. Like a, just a terrible performance. At least if we're going to lose by 20, I want us to score 60 points. See, I'm opposite on that. I'm like, if I'm like Ole Miss this year, what'd they give Alabama? Like 60 to something? 60 to 40? I think it was pretty close. I think Alabama ran away with it. I'm going to pull it up. I think Alabama ran away with it at the end. I think they ended up getting beat by close to 20 points, a couple of scores. Maybe I'd be by a couple scores. And I'm just like, that doesn't seem enjoyable because I'm like, oh, good, we can score. Our defense can't get an F and stop. Like, what's the point of them even being out on the field? Just Let's just kick it off and keep playing. 63-48. Yeah, almost 20 points. That's 15. That's not bad. That's just not enjoyable for me. You'd rather lose 24 to nothing than 63 to 48. I wouldn't rather lose at all. I'm just saying getting 63 hung on me and my defense – Looking Dude, like I'm, I'm trying to at least be a little bit entertained. I mean, when you're getting beat twenty-four to nothing, I mean, there's literally nothing happening. Uh, there's, I, I'm, I, I'm not gonna play airs. I mean, there's, there's nothing entertaining to me about losing by fifteen or twenty-four. Nah, no. Like, like the okay, the Georgia Alabama game was close until halftime, and then you just get blown out of the water. Wash the first half. I don't care. You could have scored forty-eight in the first half. If you got beat by twenty. I'm out. I mean, that's why I'm entertained Georgia this year, too. Exactly. Not, I am not entertained. I'm out. But you're entertained that first half. I forgot all about it because I just got my brains blew out in the second half. <laughs> I'd rather just win. Yeah. Abs- I mean, duh. But 34 to 13 against Texas A&M, like that was, that was a terrible game. It wasn't even fun to watch. Well, it was a terrible game because Texas A&M. I, I don't, they acted like they did not give a shit about the playoff against us. So, I mean, they were right. They weren't going to get in. Good call, right. A&M. But 
God, like I, yeah, you're right. I would rather them come out and score 80 on us and been just been like, dare you not to put us in. That would have, you're right. I, that would entertain the hell out of me. <laughs> I just want to score some, I want to be competitive. And I think being competitive, you have to score points. I'm not saying like, yeah, 80 to 60. I'm realistically, I'm not happy about that. <laughs> Because that is a miserable 80 points. <laughs> I mean, you're the boss of defense even stepping foot on the field. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like Just kick it back off. We'll, we'll we'll give it to you. you. You remember that when a play went so far in when you play like in the backyard and you're like, we'll just give it to you, kick it off. All I right. mean, that's – yeah, that's, that's what you would do at that point. Um, yeah, I just want to be competitive. Is that too much to ask? Just be competitive. Yeah, no, I mean, please be competitive in some sense of the word. I don't know how you are, but please, please be competitive. Find a way, baby. For sure. All right, do we, do we have any more questions? Uh, we have a – I have a question for you, actually. Okay. Um, biggest impact this season by true freshman, who is it? I tweeted this on our account the other day. Yeah, I should have responded to that. How biggest impact. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I want to say it's – I don't – oh, my God. Um, Let me read the true freshman off to you. Would that help? Yeah, because I'm trying to think of, like, a good position player, um, skill player that I'm like – I mean I – know, I know who you're going to pick, them. I, I mean – I don't know because uh, it's hard to really give impact. I don't know. Who are some of the big guys? Who are some of our – give me a defensive lineman. Is it going to be a defensive lineman? lineman? So we, we didn't have any defensive linemen, remember? That's right. So, see, yeah, that's why you could push I mean, out there. Byron Young, he was a JUCO transfer, so he's not going to be a, a true freshman. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he would probably be up there – is it is it Jalen is Jalen Wright gonna be your, your biggest impact player? I think he could be a possibility, yeah. I don't know. Um shoot. I I really I mean that's a I mean all your best ones are gone. Is it Aaron Willis? Is Aaron Willis? I mean, he's probably got one of the better chances to see the field. He probably has a better chance than Jalen Wright, right? Yeah. Yeah, he could know. be up there too. Uh, who do you have? I, I, Jay, I guess I go with Jalen Wright. I don't know. I mean, I, I think Jalen Wright's a, a legit candidate. I think it's – if he was at any other – like if any other position group, you're probably thinking, yeah, it's Jalen Wright. But because that running back room is so, you know – I wouldn't say loaded, but it, it's got a lot of bodies in it. Um, right. A lot of capable bodies like Tyon Evans and Jabari Small and, and guys like that. So, yeah, I, right. I think he could be a possibility. I think mine is going to be Miles Campbell. And and kind of kind of the opposite of yours in terms of – I think, like, that's probably the easiest position to see the field. Uh, yeah, probably, especially when you're talking about Miles Campbell is probably one of your better pass-catching tight ends right now in the mm-hmm. roster. Yep, and he's a bigger guy. He can probably do it all at that tight end position. He's actually played tight end in high school, which a lot of uh, 
Tennessee's tight ends didn't necessarily play tight end, even their whole career in college um, played tight end. So, yeah, I think Miles Campbell probably up there. I think William Parker is another one that you'd probably see, you know, maybe see a lot of, maybe more of next year, maybe not as a true freshman. Um, but, yeah, I think Jalen Wright will see some carries. I think he's probably in, you know, second or third string, behind Jabari Small and maybe Ton Evans. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd – and speed kills. I mean, yeah, he's definitely in probably one of the more loaded rooms, but I'd say probably has the best chance to make an immediate impact, one of the better chances. So yeah, and he, he was an early enrollee too, so I think that helps a lot. Same with Miles Campbell. Yeah, I think the early enrollees definitely have a better shot. Um, which we'll see. Hypel said this defense wasn't or offense wasn't um, difficult to comprehend, but you do got to get it in place. So we'll find out if that's true. <laughs> we'll find out. All right. Aaron Willis is about to be hit by default, though, in the spring. Yeah, just yeah. I mean, he might be the only linebacker left. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I need to probably go confirm that. Let's go look at his. Uh, let's go look at their depth chart that I'm sure has been released this week three times. We made fun of that guy a lot on the show. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. I'm not. All right. So, what's trending? All right. Uh, my first one, weed. That's trending. <laughs> weed. Uh, I, I can't remember the girl's name. I should probably look it up. But the girl was left off. She tested positive um, and was left off the U S Olympic team. And apparently her suspension would have ended before the Tokyo Olympics. So I don't know how that works. Um, yeah, that's a, uh, it's just an interesting banned substance in my opinion. So dang, especially since it's legal in the state they're running in, but whatever. I don't know. I mean, I assumed it's banned also with the U S Olympic team, but I mean, I'm assuming it's more of an Olympic issue, like an Olympic committee issue. I don't know, but People have been talking about it this week. One guy even said, like, yeah, sure, not a big deal if someone's running high on weed, but can you imagine them throwing a javelin high on weed? Did you see that tweet? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's pretty dangerous. Does he think she smoked before, like, right before she ran? Is that his thought process? Probably. Okay. Does he know that, like, she could have smoked, like, 10 days ago and tested positive? Also, if she is smoking and right before and, and beating all these she women – Deserves an extra medal. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's the rule. Yeah, it's the it, rule. It, it's I'll the give rule. him that. I'll and, give and him like, that. She, and like, she owned up to it. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of people like, I'm not watching the Olympics because they're you know not allowing her to compete. I'm like, dude, watch well, you the Olympics. And they weren't gonna watch it anyways. If they said that. Right. Because I got there. First off, I never plan to watch the Olympics. If they're on when I'm home, I'll watch them. Um, yeah. I don't think I've ever been like, oh my God, Michael Phelps was going at eight. I do like to watch track. Track's oh, fun. track and, oh, I mean, track and fields. I, I, there's a lot of fun Olympic sports to watch. I just don't, even track and field, I'm never like, oh my God, I got to get home. The 100 race is in 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's usually, never. A usually process. it's the, they, they time that up right where they yeah. have it, you know, right mm -hmm. at the, peak time where people are watching their TV at night. Right. Um, my what's trending is uh the real Death Valley. Okay. Is Clemson the real Death Valley or is LSU? Um so I you know I think Death Valley is technically classified as the place where opponent streams go to die. Um but if it's just where the you know if a Death Valley is just where dreams go to die i think neyland stadium's the death valley my i've had a lot of dreams die in, in, in neyland stadium now i'm not the opponent so i don't know if it would be classified as death valley but i think neyland stadium should be thrown in there well let's let's see if um this home schedule for clemson 
defines Death Valley. South Carolina State. It's a good opponent. Georgia Tech. Oh, wow. Still running the way to Jones beat them. Um, Boston College. Hey, now. Didn't Boston College – wait, didn't Boston College almost beat Clemson this year, though? I think they had a – they got beat by 20, I mean. Did they? Yeah. Did it end up being 20? I think it was close. They had that fake field goal. It was close for a while. Okay. Maybe they didn't get beat. I I just – They they didn't get beat. I think. No, they did. I don't know. Go on. Um, Florida State. They lost by six, by the way. Okay. UConn. Oh, wow. Is that the new civil conflict? Maybe. Wake Forest. Ooh. I mean, just death row right there. Death Valley Row. I mean, those dreams are going to probably die pretty quickly. So, oh, yeah. And I think, yeah. I mean, if we're going based on that, then yeah, Clemson is the Death Valley. <laughs> but, dude, that's all you got? Really? Yeah, no, that's not obviously not a uh, not a tough homestand. God bless, I got something in my. I mean, like conference schedule, you can't really do a lot about that. But UConn and South Carolina State—that's pretty, pretty trash. So, shame on you, Clemson, for the cupcake schedule. Also, is Dabo Sweeney not quitting? He said he was. I think we got to hold him to it. Yeah, I mean, dude, if you you said it, you got to do it. Agreed. 100% agreed. Otherwise, your word means nothing. Otherwise, why are you even recruiting? These kids should not believe a word you're saying to them. Yeah, you're a liar, Dabo. Yeah, you're going to come here and win a national championship. Liar. No, I'm not. Nick Saban is still the coach at Alabama. I'm not going to win a national championship. Because Hunter Renfro graduated. Yeah, he. I, I agree with that. He's never going to win one because, yeah. I agree. Agreed. Um, my next one is Mountains. Mountains is uh, trending this week with the um, the uh, the match playing last night on TV. Everyone getting a good view of the Montana Mountains. I don't know exactly what range that was. Why is it um, called the match? I just think that's a like it feels like it's wrestling. Uh, it's match play. It's, I don't know. It's just two teams going at it. I have no idea. But it's called the match. It originally was Tiger and Phil first, and now it's kind of had like spinoffs. There's Peyton and Brady. Uh, with, with then there was, and yeah, and then there was Peyton and Steph and Tiger and or Peyton and Steph and Phil and Tom, and then Phil, Tom, and Aaron and Bryson. Those Wait, are some more the matches. Did Steph and Peyton beat Phil and Tom? No, they lost. Bad. I don't know. I think pretty early. Yeah, I think. Fairly bad. And uh, uh, as bad as match play can pretty much get, I think they lost. Mm. Dang. Yeah, I feel yeah, like they were playing a, yeah, yeah, a professional I mean, golfer. They would be playing different tees, but yeah, no, I agree. At the end of the day, it's definitely still, still should have won that easy. I don't know what the final was, but yeah. yeah. Um, but then also, you got some shots of the, some bears in there. Um, players weren't allowed to go look for their balls in certain areas because of bears and other wildlife. I think there's a coyote running on the fairway at one point. Um, they oh, said Yellowstone. Yeah. They said, when you go out there and play, you get a can of bear spray with your golf cart. And then here's what another thing that's pretty wild. Tuesday it's morning. Bear spray a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's like a more, um, 
like a more like a worse uh, like pepper spray. It's got chemicals that I think just okay. So you spray it at the you just don't. It's not like the the dog spray where you spray it on stuff so they don't like chew it. It's not like that. Uh, I think you use it when a bear is in the area, but the issue is you got to use it early because if the bear is too close, then there's no point using it because um, you're dead. Um, but actually, Tuesday morning there was a bear. I don't know what part of Montana, but a bear killed a hiker in Montana. So, die. Yeah. So getting a little too close to her comfort there with the wildlife. But man, that course was gorgeous in Big Big Sky, Montana. Um, I know a lot of people are making fun of it, like you guys didn't know Montana was beautiful, um, but yeah, it was it was gorgeous. So big big mountain guy. That was trending. Okay. You got anything else? I do. Uh, soccer trending again. Different reasons today. Did you see the ball cart? Uh, how they brought the game ball out for the? I hope this. Ha- I hope this takes over in football. Did you see that? I did not. So that a remote a remote control car brought the game ball out to the referee before the game. I hope we see some like Teslas bringing the football out to the kickers before kickoff. Something crazy. Like let's get wild. There you go. Yeah, I think that'd be awesome. Moving up from the dogs. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've got two more. Last one, or not last one, sorry. Second to last, Forrest Gump. Trending this week. I think yesterday was the, I don't know how many anniversary of Forrest Gump when it was released. What's your favorite scene in Forrest Gump? Um, when he drank 15 Dr. Peppers. I drank 15 Dr. Peppers. Then he had to pay. Then I had to pay. That's a good one. Uh, my favorite one is the uh, the one when he's given the the speech, and everything becomes unplugged, and he doesn't notice. Um, which even for Forrest Gump, that's pretty bad. And uh, the guy, I can't remember who it's supposed to be. He's just like, as soon as he gets done talking, he just starts crying and like hugs Forrest, and everybody goes nuts. I love that scene. Like that's just like such a great scene of like the human emotion. Like if this guy next to me cheers, I'm gonna cheer. Like that's it. Also, the, one of my favorite parts in that movie is like the people listening to him, and they're just like looking at like every time he like tells part of the story and it goes back to him, and they're just like, "What the hell?" Like the old lady, talking? the old lady on the bench. <laughs> yeah, what is this guy talking about? <laughs> oh my god, you're Forrest Gump. Yeah, <laughs> <Right, laughs> recognize him. That's great. That's a, such a good movie. I need to watch that tonight. I was going to watch National Treasure. I think I'm going to watch that now. Oh, easy. Um, I was going to I was going to watch both of them. Um, Joey Chestnut is my last one. So every year, I feel like people forget this guy exists and can eat a lot of hot dogs. And then July 4th, everyone's like, Joey Chestnut's the greatest athlete of all time. So, uh, I, you know, that's a pretty good gig as far as a famous person goes. Like, you're just relevant for one day, not even 24 hours. You're relevant for like four hours a year. I feel like that's like the sweet spot. Like you don't want to be trending all the time. That's how you get canceled. So just four hours every year. I want to trend. And Joey, Ch- Joey Chestnut has hit the sweet spot. Also, like, does he have like a limit of how many he can eat in 10 minutes? Because I feel like he breaks the record every time he does this. I have no idea. I don't know anything about the competition. I know throughout the years, though, I also know the time has changed. Like the time amount has changed. Okay. Like sometimes it's like 10, sometimes it's 12, sometimes it's six, sometimes it's 15. I, so I have no idea. They spin a wheel. Like what is I guess. I don't know. I mean, let me see if I can figure that out real quick. And, or do they just change the time? So every time he does it, it's exactly. a new record. Yeah. And what's funny too, is like, I'm sure if he's doing this for a living, I'm sure there's other eating contests, but I'm not familiar with another single eating contest, let alone another one that Joey Chestnut has won. I think there was a chug off too this year. Oh, really? Like beers? Lemonade. Oh, get out of here. 
Dude, care. that's got to be tough, though. Like, dude, people like – Joey Chestnut got so big, people forgot about Kobayashi. That's how yeah. big he is. He left him in the dust. Yeah. Like, I just remembered it because I just looked up the, the name here. I mean, we haven't heard about Kobayashi since, you know, Step Brothers. Right, exactly. So, in 2010, up until 20 – oh, sorry. Up until 20 – 2007, it was 12 minutes, and now it's 10. But up until 1994, it was 30 minutes. Jesus Christ, like, they ate 18 hot dogs in 30 minutes? I could eat 18 hot dogs in 30 minutes. I could do that right now. But you want to try it? We should have a hot – we should have an eating contest and invite Joey Chestnut. What does he do the other 365, like 364? We should have – we should do Krispy Kreme donuts. We should cash in on some NIL and, and just get some like Tennessee linemen. To... Oh, that would be good. I don't know how we pay them, but I, that would be great. We can't pay you but in donuts. Let's do a, a free, Krispy Kreme toppy. Yeah, free what? Free free co- like we'll just send them the link to the um, podcast. Exactly, free, free yeah. coffee. <laughs> yeah, um, so we'll give you free Krispy Kreme donuts as many as you can eat. There you go. Yeah, I'll pay for that. Or talk. I think we talked about this one time. What could we eat a lot of? I could eat a lot of Krispy Kreme donuts. I could eat a lot of Taco Bell tacos. Oh yeah, get the the party pack. I could eat all. I, I I've actually I I'm not even ashamed to say it. I've eaten that for a meal a lot in my life. Oh yeah. Also like, I mean I I'll make a like a frozen pizza like a large frozen pizza. I eat the whole thing every single time. Oh, I almost ate a New York style large pizza by myself last night. Hell yeah. I, was, uh, I ate half. I ate half. Uh, a half and well, – I was thinking about it. I did I did just eat. <laughs> so it was like, I ate the whole thing. Okay. I said I almost. I said almost. Half and almost is not the same thing. It's half. <laughs> it's half of a New York style pizza. I don't think you know what almost means. I, I, I did eat – I think I ate half and then I had one additional piece to that half. So I had like a – I had like – what would that be like? Five-eighths of a pizza? Eight slices at five. That's pretty impressive. A New York style pizza? That sucker's big as hell. I'll eat it up. <laughs> Stupidity's an epidemic. Um dude, this one's hilarious. Um <laughs> Cardinals backup Colt McCoy on Kyle. This is what he said about Kyler Murray. Um, after only three weeks of being the, the Cardinals backup. He's so talented. There's things that he does that I can't do. That was the quote. He's that was a real I mean, quote. I don't know why it's stupid. He's probably right, Landon. <laughs> I don't want to say he is right because I, I don't know, but I, I think he's probably probably right. He's so talented. There's things that he does that you're the backup quarterback. No shit. <laughs> oh my God. God, he went he went to the fake UT. That's that's the problem. Yeah. Is Texas back? With NIL stuff, is Texas back? Yeah, surely. I mean, they have to have some underground, like, bull riding ring for college athletes down there, right? Yeah, it doesn't need to be underground now. NIL doesn't have to be underground. You're good. Yeah. Above put ground that, pool. Put that, put that in the open. On a real classy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, my only stupidity, did you see the Honda 200? I don't know what this is. I, I have no idea. It's a super truck race. And those guys getting out and just, like, 
Like one guy, first off, never take off your helmet if the other guy's wearing a helmet. So one guy's like, they're trying to fight, and one guy refuses to take off his helmet. It's awesome. The other guy's like, take off your helmet. Come on. Finally, he just the dude with the helmet on, because the guy without the helmet won't fight him, which is also smart, but you shouldn't take it off. He just starts destroying his helmet. Did you see that video? I didn't know. I'll just send it to you. You guys need to look it up too. It's hilarious. It's like the biggest temper tantrum of all time. And and it's it's also one of the more entertaining temper tantrums of all time. Nice. It was fantastic. At underscore or at mid underscore Ohio. I'm gonna send it to you right now, Landon. Okay. Um, everyone else needs to look it up. It's I mean, like I would watch racing all the time if, if people threw threw fits like that. I'd be all about it. Yeah. Also, you see that's how you get one more fan. Have you seen those super trucks race? One where they're like sliding in dirt. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's dirt races, but dude, like they, they commonly, commonly have two tires coming off the ground. It's nuts. Yeah, terrifying. No, yeah, thank you. no big no, thank you. Big no, thank you. I'm out on that. Yeah, I have trouble driving in downtown Knoxville. I'm definitely not gonna do anything <laughs> like that. So. Oh, he takes um, the neck brace off too. That's fantastic. Nice. He did that that Jordan Beck bat flip and uh, shin guard. Yeah, exactly. That. He just walked it off, man. That's that's all he was doing. Exactly. He saw uh, Drew Drew Gilbert's um, when he tossed his helmet, and then he did the the shin guard with uh, Jordan Beck. So there you go. Go Vols. Um, I have one more. I'm not going to say who this is. Actually, I don't really care. Um, it's Austin. He says Henry T has experienced some regret right about now. No, he's not. No, he's not. Yeah, I mean, you saw me tweet at it, uh, and a lot of people disagree. I mean, could he be making money here? Sure, but like, also, he's like, it's not the same situation. He's not a true freshman, no name going in. He's an All American. People at Alabama know his name. Nick Saban. Brought yeah, him there. He's, he's their biggest offseason addition. He's gonna compete for a starting job. Like mm-hmm. I don't. What this has been going around for a while, and I think we talked about it. Like people think he's gonna ride the bench at Alabama. Yeah, no, no, he's not. Unless he just drastically, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't go to Alabama to ride the bench. He, he just doesn't do it. He no. could have went anywhere in the country. I, I don't think Nick Saban brings him in if he's gonna ride the bench. Right. Yeah. I hate saying nice things about. Well, I mean, but really, why would you waste a scholarship on somebody who's going to ride the bench when you could and, offer and only, that up and only be there for one year? Right. Yeah, you could offer it up to a true freshman. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I don't agree with that one, and I, I don't think it's about the NIL stuff. I think NIL. I think he'll make plenty of money if he wants to. He's a national brand too, so a lot of people want to, you know, make it local to Knoxville. Local to Knox, local Knoxville brands aren't gonna be able to offer that big money, guys. Like, I'm sorry, let's let's not live in a fantasy land. Are there some boosters that'll be able to? Sure. Let's not live in a fantasy land where we think mom and pop shop on Kingston Pike's gonna be able to pay a dude ten grand. Yeah, and he doesn't regret his. The only decision he probably regrets is coming to Tennessee at this point. I mean, uh, he he wasn't all of all. You don't you don't you're not a Tennessee guy and then go to Alabama. That just doesn't happen. Yeah, let's ask any um, of the any of the VFLs we've had on here, especially guys from the nineties. I know their thoughts on Alabama. Right. Yeah. You, you you don't you don't go to Alabama, and and also he was as soon as he got on campus, it was rumored that he was going to transfer to, to get out of his NIL and go to Washington. So, you know, peace be gone. Um, I'm kind of here tired of hearing about Henry Toto. <laughs> 
actually, even though I have this freaking jersey in my closet because I'm an yeah. idiot and bought it. And we were all like, I mean, Tennessee fans were talking crap like two months ago how he couldn't cover a slant. So, I mean, he's also he sees those tweets. He, which whatever. I, don't I mean, that that was everybody. I think they just practice how to not cover a slant because they're pretty I, good at it. I would get you off the field faster, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. It's the other team in the end zone. I get to maybe go sell on the bench for a minute. Um, go. Guys, that's all I've got for tonight. We appreciate you all hop- staying on, hopping on for a, a long show. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, we'll be back on Sunday, I believe. Uh, I know we are maybe experimenting as we roll into a new football season, new season of life for not only Tennessee football, but also for more important issues. Um, so we will keep you updated on any changes that may occur, but right now we'll see you on Sunday. Yep. See you guys. Hopefully we have Tony Vitello locked into a lifetime contract by then. It's a little-